thought y'all were being serious. No. Oh. All okay, right, so yeah. guys, if you're, I'm, I'm recording again. So if you're listening, guys, we're ha- we just had to press the button again because Josh said something that some would regard as inappropriate. So we're going to start over. We're doing the intro again. Oh, welcome. Welcome. We've uh, talked about doing more and more podcasts. We've been unsuccessful at that because of time. And we've started today and going to try to put more out. Yep. Going to try to do it more often. I've uh, just said in the original intro, so I'm just going to say this again, um, that I've been training Josh kind of. He's going to start. He's going to take it over. He's going to start doing the podcast. So if we don't get more podcasts, it's on Josh. That is is the Captain Kirk's way. He set it up, showed me the technology. If there's no podcast, it'll be Josh's failure. There we go. You heard it. You heard it from the man himself. <laughs> it's all on the big guy's shoulders now. And we need to introduce ourselves again. Of course, you have Kirk. Uh, Josh right here. Zach. So, it'll be, uh, you'll be listening to us three today. Um, this video is going to be exclusively on podcast platforms. We're not posting this one on YouTube. Um, but yeah, turkey season's almost here. And, you know, depending on what state you're in, it's already here. So... We were supposed to go to Mississippi on Monday. The uh, outbreak of the coronavirus globally uh, really disturbed me and had me nervous about traveling, not actually for the effects on me, um, but the effects of maybe bringing it back uh, to, the, to my home, to my in-laws, my mom, just, any, just bringing it back. Right. I didn't want to travel. Um, and it also didn't help that the place we were staying got closed down. Yeah, they called Monday afternoon, said that you know Mississippi governor shut all state parks down. Uh, I mean, it was on Hunting Public's video on their number three of their turkey tour. They were all sitting outside. They'd been editing. They were told to get out. Yeah, I seen yeah. that. They went to they went to McDonald's once, and then yeah. obviously they had somewhere else they was going to, and then they was told the second. Well, they video. had a cabin where we were going to stay. Yeah. And um, we were hoping to share camp with them and maybe share a hunt or two with them and collab on some stuff, but just didn't work out, didn't feel safe. Uh, so we missed out on, you know, the first turkey season there in Mississippi. Uh, I'm sure we're going to get down there and hunt with Thrash and catch up with the guys from THP. Kirk is leaving early in the morning. Yep, in the morning. And he's headed south That was to what was going to be our second stop. I have opted to not go south because of the coronavirus. Um, and Kirk has opted to not go to Mississippi, but go to Florida tomorrow morning. Yeah. And it's a little bit different, you know, situation there. It's not like I'm uh, staying in a motel, hotel or something. I'm going down there and staying with a friend of mine uh, that I met in college and we'll be staying at his house. So, I mean, in my opinion, I'm as just as much risk here in West Virginia using our gas pumps and everything as I would be down there. Right. That's that's a little different scenario. You know, so I am comfortable enough to go down there. But obviously, you know, it's something I don't want to bring back, you know, because West Virginia doesn't have, you know, that many cases right now. Obviously, it is here, but uh, you don't want to be the, uh, I don't know what the But you for. could, you know, where you and, and Riley, where you all live, you know, your neighbors aren't close. You could pretty right. much stay away right. from your parents, from any yeah. outsiders when you get back at where I could. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, even at that, too. Me and Josh talked about that. Like, you going down there, if something was to, you know, where they've talked about the 15-day quarantine where you're not going to go anywhere, you're at your friend's house. Yeah. You know, and that's a big difference as to getting stuck in Mississippi in a tent. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. Man, bit like I mean, I don't know if y'all remember the Mad Max movies. No, nah, I ain't never seen one. Nope. I mean, serious? Is that a topic for another day? The Mad nah, Max. No, I mean, dude, that's that's what you're going into a quarantine, and and it's going to be like Mad Max. You know, gasoline and water is going to be like gold. <laughs> you know, it's just about to that point now. Yeah, yeah, with toilet paper. Yeah. You know, so. Well, but then Kirk, you're you're going hunting Florida for Osceolas. Yep, and then the goal is to kind of time it, um, time it with South Carolina season. Um, ideally, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but the the goal is to uh, 
stop in South Carolina and hunt with a cousin of mine and for three days so it would be their season comes in like South Carolina's different this year they come in at four different times in like four different zones so the zone he's in um, which I believe is zone one um, they come in April 1st so then I'll go from I'll hunt there you know the first three days and then shoot over to Tennessee so you still are going south yes. but not drastically south yes the goal is to meet up with Zach and Josh in Tennessee at Zach's place. Yeah. Yeah. And Zach has a house there, so it ain't like we are, you know, putting ourselves at a, a big, big risk. And just let everybody know that Kirk is going down for Florida's opener on Saturday, April 21st, just so you all have an idea have, of what Florida is. is split. South and north. Of, was it 75? Is it? No. The interstate? There so is an interstate. There it's, is an interstate. It might be seventy or something. What is it? uh, it's something? It's an interstate there. I think yeah. it's the north and south. I believe. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they and are I'm hunting in the northern side because South Florida's already open. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure, like Dave Owens, I've already seen him. He's killed yeah. turkeys down south. Right. I mean, just like a week ago. South Florida. Yeah. Yeah. He was in South Florida. Yeah. Um, Kirk will be hunting in North Florida. Yeah, northern Florida. It's not yeah. not that high up there, and it's in the Osceola range. Yeah. So that that's going to get our season kicked off. Uh, we're going to continue trying to predator hunt and uh, get some more footage on killing coyotes. It uh, it has been a uh, year of experience for us doing that as well. Mm -hmm. But we'll meet up in Tennessee. Uh, for my start of the season, Tennessee will be the first date. Yeah, and which is still early. I mean, that's April 4th. Yeah. You know, typically we're starting, you know, towards the end of April with West Virginia season. That's right. You know. Yeah, you'll have about three weeks there between Tennessee's opener and then West Virginia opener. Yeah. Right. And, and Virginia. Yeah. Virginia comes in before. Tennessee, Virginia, I think, come in the same time. Yeah, I think Virginia's is Easter yeah. uh, weekend. So the 10th, the weekend after. Yeah. Uh, and then West Virginia, well, Kentucky will fall in before that. Yeah. And then West Virginia and Ohio fall in at the same time. Kentucky's last year was two days before West Virginia's? Yeah, it's the Saturday before Saturday. that Monday where West okay, Virginia so comes it, in. So, so it's be, a youth day. It's the youth day for us yeah. in Kentucky, their season opener. Is there a youth day over there, though, the weekend before in yep. Kentucky? Yes. Mm -hmm. that's, where I, that's when I killed my first Kentucky Goblin. That's when you all took the the boy and the, uh, yeah. the little boy. Yeah, on the lake last year. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be an exciting, exciting season for us. We're uh, this is the first year that we are expanding the region that we normally hunt from Ohio, Kentucky, and West Virginia to Florida, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia. We'll probably get to PA. Yep. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, we hope to. Uh, hunt some different regions and learn uh we were really excited about going to going to mississippi but honestly i was not i was excited to get the you know, get on there and share camp with them and everything yeah and just get out and start turkey hunting but i have had heard nothing but awful things right about turkey that's hunting what i was getting mississippi. I, that's what i was getting ready to say was <laughs> even when you watch i mean even the the videos that that thp's put out so far i mean and he'll tell you it's a struggle down yeah. there i mean the early season down there it's a struggle i mean you really you gotta it's a grind um and just them two like i said them two videos i've watched you can tell yeah well i can relate to from what i've heard about it uh when i was a freshman in college i got on i wanted a turkey hunt and our our spring break lined up with south carolina's opener but like south carolina was different i don't know if it's like it's now with because now they got the four zones or whatever that open up at different times but it used to be um, their private open before their public, which I really don't understand. Like, it was like two weeks or something. I mean, it was significant. So you could hunt private in South Carolina, but you couldn't hunt public. So, you know, I was wanting to get on a turkey hunt. Of course, the first thing I look at is the public because, you know, I don't know anybody in South Carolina that I could hunt on, and uh, I couldn't hunt. So then I got on Craigslist, which is you probably not most people would think to do, but it's actually, you know, hunt clubs are real big down south, like uh, – 
you know, I guess what we call in like Ohio or West Virginia or in other places like deer leases or, you know, a lease. Right. They call them clubs. So I got on South Carolina's. I would just search around. I was staying close to Myrtle Beach because I had a buddy that had a house down there. And uh, I would search um, clubs, clubs, you know, just look up. Why well, start calling these guys? Because they would have like club, like you can join our club because they got massive like, like night clubs. Well, I mean they got <laughs> thousands, thousands of acres. Yeah, because they might run deer dogs on them. Or, right. You know these clubs are massive, so I'd call them, and then this dude, uh, this fine guy, this guy agreed to it. He said, uh, "I was, I was like, listen, I was like, me and two buddies want to come down here and turkey hunt, and uh, I was like, I don't know what you would if you do it or not, but what would you charge for a week?" And uh, he's like, uh, two hundred bucks. I'm like, okay, so like per person? And he was like, no, just 200 bucks for all of you. <laughs> you shouldn't have said per person. I know, person. no, but he, 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 he was still cool. I was just shocked. I mean, I was willing to pay 200 bucks per person. Right. You know, he's like 200 bucks for all three of you. And I was like, on. So uh, we ended up going down there. And there were birds on that private. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think, we, you know, we should have killed one. There's no way we should have come home empty-handed. Um, but we did come home empty-handed. But what I learned was, their season came in so dang early, it was nothing like I'd ever experienced because the birds were in massive flocks, like huge flocks still. And I was not used to hunting turkeys like that. Well, see, that's kind of what I got into down in Tennessee last year. That was my first, well, my second. Um, the first time I went and hunted in Tennessee, I was young, so it really didn't count. But that was my first time going down there on my own, and a couple of buddies went with me. And when we got down there, it was kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we was driving on the way down there you're looking in in bottoms and fields and you're you're still seeing 30 and 40 and 50 turkeys out in these bo- just humongous flocks and had zero experience on that yeah yeah it's just it it's a <laughs> it was a lot different like they fly down you know they might gobble on the roost then they fly down and shut up and I, it was it was a lot different than what i was used to because west virginia season I mean, they even bumped it up a week, but I think it comes in a perfect time. You know, there's people saying, well, it needs to be a week earlier. They're already bred. The hens already, you know, they say, I mean, they say all kinds of crazy stuff. Something but, that I was kind of anxious about, like the Mississippi trip. I mean, we was kind of creating our own turkey tour, per se, but was to get down and hunt them different ways. Oh, yeah, that's that's Just, was the thing. Uh, because, I mean, you know, the way we're used to hunting here in West Virginia uh, and even eastern Kentucky you know, we're running and gunning. Well, it's the same we hunted in Ohio. I mean, you don't stop. 97% of the time, we're not stopping it. We're going to find a hot bird. That's you right. Know? And it's it'll spoil you. I mean, it does. And then when you go down and – but to adapt, that's what I was looking forward to, to to adapt and try to – Hunt their style. Hunt their style, yeah. Uh, it yeah. may not be as what we're – Right. Honestly, what I've, what I've heard people say um, as far as turkey hunting in different states, you know, guys from West Virginia will say – uh, West Virginia turkey hunting is some of the best there is, you know, and I I believe that because it is. But you know, you got to think we also because this is our home state, we got better access to land and stuff than typically you what you would do if you went somewhere else. But I mean, honestly, like if I don't, you know, the places I have to hunt and stuff, and you know, even the public places. I mean, heck, we kill pile birds on oh, public, yeah. but we also live here and know the honey holes and all that stuff. So I mean, it's the West Virginia is definitely an awesome turkey hunting state. Oh, I agree with that. I but mean, if you're from out of state and listening to this, you shouldn't come here and hunt because there's not that many <laughs> birds. <laughs> i tell you one thing, too. You learn real fast when you get on flat ground compared to these mountains. These birds around here are loud. And it's not, I don't know that, that, that they're louder locally, but when you, if they're down in a holler or something, they sound so much louder around here than they do on flat ground. Yeah, I mean, that... that uh, me going south too. That was one of the things I I was excited about going to Mississippi was having that different experience hunting different regions and even even going to Florida and hunting Osceola's. I mean, they say that they hunt different. Yeah, you know, um, I was looking forward to that. I mean, I I don't think that we'll have any more fun hunting turkeys running and gunning than we will right here in our home state. Absolutely. Um, we only just, get two tags though. Yeah, we get two tags and. And that's the thing is we don't stop. We 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 there are tough birds here, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. But if that bird, if he's not ready, 
we're going on. We have the we're, ability. We're, move, we're moving on. Yes. We'll come back to that bird. You know, we'll make like a yeah. note. There's some places you would beg, depending on where you're at, you know, I'm not saying West Virginia, just anywhere, you'd beg to hear a gobble. And then we'll be in some places where we're hunting in West Virginia, you know, like honey holes. We'll be like, you know, like I remember me and you last year. I, we heard a gobble across the way, and I was like, ah, I don't want to go after him. He's too far. Over. Let's just keep going out this ridge. And then we killed one out yep. that ridge. And then come back to come back around to them birds, you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> And then you'll have birds like when you killed uh, – what was it? Two days before season ended, two years ago. Yeah. When that we heard him gobble, and we did not want to go after him. Right. But like we was like, hey, we got to, and it was god awful getting over there to him and through the thorny ridges and stuff. There's certain times of the year, you know, just like that Kirk was talking about, and the bird last year we left. He was hot, and but it was it was a hike, and we just took the easy route you know out that ridge because we just thought that we could get on something you know closer uh some sometimes certain areas and times you go you got to go after them like you was talking yeah. about you, yeah you know well, late in the season you know sometimes you get on a bird you got to go after him well it was but, like the bird that i mean like you were telling me about your trip to tennessee last year uh you were you were begging to hear one gobble like you called you stopped and called stopped you were going down a gravel road calling every little nook and cranny you could find and couldn't even get a bird to answer you, yep. you know. Yeah, that was in the Cherokee National Forest. Yeah, that uh, make that, that that makes it tough, man. Listen, I said last year we take for granted what we have here, as far as access and being able to hunt and stuff. When you go to these other places, and you actually get out on the ground and trying to find the find these little places to hunt that we we know about here. When you go like there, man, like the Cherokee National Forest is. I don't know, 250,000 acres or something that that mountain range is. Yeah. And obviously I'm sure that there's some locals there that that probably kill turkeys every year. Uh, Yeah. But they're, you know, they're tough to find. We we drove 20-some miles in there last year calling and, you know, just trying to locate a bird and never heard a turkey gobble. I don't think I heard a songbird. Yeah, that, that that makes for tough hunting. I well, mean. what was it? Didn't you say uh, you were telling me yesterday? I think you saw some guy, and he told you they just sit down, they just go in the woods, and they'll just sit down and just call and hope one walks up to them or something. Well, what it was is uh, right there in that, in eastern Tennessee where I was at, the public land is kind of scarce um, as far as I could find, and uh, now middle middle Tennessee and western Tennessee seemed like it got a little better. But yeah, I, I I found a little track of land that I hunted next to a lake there, and and I did I heard some birds on private, but I didn't. There was none on the public. Um, and then I located another place about 15 miles down the road, and it was you know it looked like it was three or four hundred acres or something. And so I got in a vehicle and went over to it, and it was like 10:30 or 11 o'clock, something like that. And I pull up, and there's probably 15 vehicles still at this gate. At the parking lot. And how big was it? Probably 300 acres, maybe four. Some, and, somewhere and in there. 15 vehicles. Yeah, I mean, it was packed. And I'm thinking. Wait, tell me you didn't even get out of the truck. No, 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 I didn't. I just made a, <laughs> I made a U-turn. It just so happened when I was coming through yeah. the parking lot, I seen two old boys walking, you know, up the road, the gravel road back to the gate. And so I rolled the window down. I was like, hey, man, y'all doing any good? And he's like, he just shook his head and he was like, it's on, that's almost dangerous out there. And I was like, what do you mean? He it's said, beyond dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> he said, much. he said, every place you look, there's just somebody sitting. And I said, you know, we kind of conversated there for a second. Pretty much the gist of it was, is you got out there before daylight and you set up and that's where you was at. And you called, blind called, whatever you want to call it. And if you've seen a turkey, you've seen one. If you didn't, you know, pack up at 12, one o'clock, whatever, and go back home. And I was, I was it kind of mind blowing. And that's when I realized, man, you around here we take for granted what we got. To, well, in to a three, hunt you got to think in a three hundred acre area. You can hear one bird gobbles. One bird gobbles, and every hunter in there can hear that bird. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and they're all gonna go after it. Yeah. Yep. That's well. That happened with. Uh, I told you my buddy Jacob went with me. Yeah. And uh, that one, there's an island on Douglas Lake down there that we went to, and there was a bird on it, and Jacob set up on it, and the bird was coming, and then other hunters come around and was calling, 
and he seen you could see he could see the guys coming he was trying to whistle at them and stuff but what do you do when I mean, you're on public land there ain't nothing you know you can do yeah so. well in that situation i guess you hope that they say oh, okay you're already on it i'll go a different route yeah but i mean in the turkey woods he's over well, here yapping <clears throat> you know so yeah. it ain't yeah and i mean there's going to be there's going to be considerate hunters on public land and there's going to be inconsiderate hunters yeah and and turkey hunting is there's a lot of guys out there that that will try to cut you off yeah well i think i think that it might be do you think it's more accepted to go after one that you in turkey hunting than deer hunting i don't know what you're saying do you think like if if you're over there calling and i i I'm perpendicular over over from you, no. and I know it's a human. No, and I start cutting, and he's answering me, and he's coming to me. You think that's more accepted than me short standing you deer hunting? No. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering. Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd move on if I hear if I mean if I see someone, I'm probably just going to go ahead and take the route of okay, you can have it. Yeah. Or if I hear someone, I've met one person, two, one definitely, and you all obviously got in contact with uh, the guy that you all went and met with the tube call and stuff you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, he's one of them, I'm sure, to you all now. I met one guy from Ohio that he would fool me in the woods with a turkey call. Oh, yeah. Because I would absolutely 100% think he he was a turkey, a gobbler, or a hen, whichever one he wanted to do. And well, then He must be pretty good. He's real good. And, I mean, my buddy Jacob is – Jacob's pretty good too with a hand call with a mouth call. Mm-hmm. I mean, so but what I'm getting at is 99 people out of 100, I'm gonna know that that's a person and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna try to cut him off or short stand him, whatever you want to call it. Just compete. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, yeah. um, that's but, what I'm saying. If if as soon as I figure out there's another person anywhere around, right, I, it ain't worth getting shot. You're gonna bow out because yeah. it's not worth getting shot. I ain't shot. even gonna walk up to him and try to say something. I'm just gonna leave. Try to walk up to him and they get surprised. You know, of course, none of us would do it. Um, but you don't know if somebody click the safety off. Oh, there's one behind us. Turn around and just spray at it. Yeah, know? I mean, there's people. You know, there's dangerous people in in out in the woods. I mean, there is. You you got to watch yourself. But I I got a funny story. This was on that Tennessee trip too. I told my but I had two of them. I had Jacob and uh, a buddy, and Steve. And uh, so we get down there, and we're kind of going at it blind. Um, we find this little track of land, and it's an island. I've, you know, That's the same place that Jacob had the guy run in on him. But So I tell him, I'm like, listen, it's 223 acres, and it's an island. There's no other access. It, you, you pull up to the gate. Actually, you can get to it by vehicle right now because the water's down in Tennessee. So... I was like, we need to get there early because I'm thinking 200 acres, just like Josh said, one bird gobbles anywhere on the island, you mm-hmm. can hear it. So I'm like, we need to get there early because this is probably like a kind of like a first come, first served kind of deal. You know, if I'm going to hunt 200 acres and somebody's sitting at the gate, I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? So we get there two hours before daylight. Obviously, we're not going to walk in the woods two hours before daylight. So I was like, well, let's just kick back here. We're at the gate. I'll leave my park lights on, you know, because you can see the gate from a pretty good ways coming in there. So I was like, I'll leave my park lights on and, you know, maybe deter people. Well, we sat there probably an hour, and these two old boys pull up in a truck. And I see them coming. I'm like, huh, here comes somebody. I said, they'll probably get up there and turn around at this wide spot. Well, they pull up. Listen, these guys must have been fully dressed equipped ready to go the only thing they jerked out was guns when they hit the ground <laughs> and was through the gate before i could even open my door they was gone out through there with headlamps on i was like well that didn't work so our early bird gets the worm thing it didn't really didn't really pan out for us and they made fun of me you but. know what they say they say the early bird gets the worm but the late worm doesn't get eaten by the bird that's true i guess so there's there's different ways to look at it josh come up with that thing no, I'm more of a sometimes you're the bug and sometimes you're the windshield. <laughs> you know, I, I'm more that guy. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Roundabout way, yep. It, uh, that, that's a, that was another part of the experience of going south and 
and expanding out this year is to not battle some of those battles of public land and competing, but that makes for tougher hunting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even on the public land that we hunted in here in West Virginia, I mean, we ran into people quite a bit uh, down down our way. Um, Jay and I did. I don't know when we were over there down in that area. Did we run into anybody, Kirk? In turkey season? Yeah. 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 Um, Ohio, there was a lot of footprints in there, a lot of foot traffic. Uh, we didn't see any hunters, but, hell, we were hunting the last week of season, last yeah. four or five days of season when we were there. Well, I mean, you're going to have, you know, especially turkey hunting. I mean, they're vocal. They're loud. You know, um, I don't know how many times I've been calling turkeys and get, and they're fired up coming, you know, and just hammering. And then you hear vehicles. You know what I mean? And, and then you don't hear no turkeys? Yes, I've had that happen. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've, I've had it happen too. I mean, it, you know, but sometimes it's a unethical guy trying to trying to swindle in there but sometimes it's just a, a distant hunter that hears that bird and i'm sure i've probably done it by accident uh come in on people and not never know it you know but it's just, it happens but you know you like i said you want to be ethical about it if you can you don't want to try to cut people off and Gosh, I, I that, don't know if y'all. I held that. In. I, I held didn't know that what in. that was. I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> I held it in. I could. Josh's let, uh, stomach, or I could have let something it. else made an incredible noise, and I don't know if the mics picked that up, but I hope they did. No, I hope they didn't. Rewind I mean, it because it was about uncomfortable coming up. I was like, <laughs> oh man, that's not going to be. That's going to be loud. It definitely picked it up because I heard it. Um, I didn't know what it was. I heard it through the headphones and then outside of the headphones. I could just hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it when must you have know, been loud. It was. I felt it. I was worried too. I was like, "Well, if I don't address it, somebody listening to it is going to be like, what was that?'" <laughs> so it's better just to make light of it than just act like it didn't happen because I knew we all heard it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I felt it. A big ribeye probably got worked on. Yeah, we had a big dinner here before we put the headphones on. Not Kirk, me. Kirk, Kirk, didn't Kirk had a bowl of bra- <laughs> Brussels sprouts. <laughs> then as the dinner got brought up, I knew. <laughs> He said uh, he said he wasn't hungry. He he ate some Brussels sprouts. Well, and they're I, good. Well, yeah, but just eating a bowl of Brussels sprouts don't sound very appetizing. He he, he literally eat them like like he talked to us like it was cereal. Like he just like eat, it was like Skittles. Yeah, like, he just, yeah, just just ate some Brussels sprouts. Well, I'm about to go out of town, and Riley won't touch Brussels sprouts, and she said you need to eat those before they go bad, and you're about to leave. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, what can I make? So I start looking, and I set out a steak to cook this evening. Okay. But I was okay. like, I'm going to go ahead and eat these Brussels sprouts because I'm hungry. So, yeah, I did. I just ate them like cereal. I mean, spooned them out of there. But it was good. I mean, He's tough. Man, I, that's tough. I made it in the Instapot. He's preparing for that quarantine. He's going to get down to Florida. He's going to have to eat whatever he can get his hands on. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, when a crisis is going on so, – some reason, if I could pick probably the worst state to be in, I feel like it would be Florida. I feel like this, you know, because every all those news articles, Florida man, Florida man, Florida man. Like I just feel like Florida is not a good place to be. Did you see the? Um, they're on, still partying in Florida, by the way. Yeah, I mean they're on the beaches. Yeah, getting after it. Did you see the guy turkey hunting in Florida yesterday though? Supposedly got hit by Black Panther. I saw that. <laughs> face, face was all scratched up and bloody. Yeah. Looked like your face when you shot that bobcat this one. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't know what he's talking about, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a video because we had never been successful at it. But I uh, I shot a bobcat. We were hunting with dogs, and one came down the road. The one we were running came down the road to me, and I swung the gun so fast, I don't think I shouldered it or anything. I just, like, it was that close to me. I shot from the hip, and the gun came back and hit me in the face pretty hard. It, and he's not talking about just some regular gun that you can shoot from the hip. He had his turkey shotgun shooting three-and-a-half-inch shells. Yeah, and it is a Stoger 3500. And if any of you all have owned in that gun, it kicks with a three-and-a-half-inch shell. You know, it kicks awful. And I didn't have. They actually make, and I put it in there since then, which makes the gun a little bit heavier. But they have, like, this big metal bar you can put in there in your stock to re- reduce yeah. the recoil. And it ha- I came with it, and I was like, oh, man, I'm tough. I don't need that. I'm, I want my gun to be as light as possible. 
Well, I'm tired of having my shoulder blew off, so I put it in there. So you're shooting a Stoger 35 12 gauge? 3,500. 3,500? 3, yeah. 12 gauge. 12 gauge. Is your setup. Yep. And what scope? The Vortex Venom Red Dot. And what shells did you decide to shoot? Uh, I'm going to shoot Longbeard XRs. I've shot the fours, the fives, and, you know, I haven't shot the six out, sixes out of it yet. Um, and, and actually, you know, this may surprise people, but I never patterned a shotgun before. I would just grab any shell, whatever. <laughs> And it worked, though. I mean, like, I got, you know. I, he got extremely lucky. You know. It didn't work. He got lucky. But <laughs> if you, you'd be shocked, you know, if you actually pattern a shotgun like that Stoger with the, the iron sights on it, the bead that's, that came on it and everything, was shooting the low and the left. Yep. My pattern was. And I was like, I mean, how is that even possible? You know, I was like, is the barrel bend or something? You know, <laughs> some shells shoot differently. But this one was shooting those Longbeard XRs low and left. You know, I've, I wouldn't pattern. I patterned last year and I patterned this year. Um, this year I just shot the fours and fives and I want to shoot the sixes out of it before I say for sure which one, but the fours and fives both for 40 yard pattern. They, I thought they did great. Oh, I thought they looked good too. You know, I thought they looked real it's good. It's as good as I think you can get without going to TSS. Yeah. Well, I shot TSSs. Oh yeah. TSSs. All the S's. I shot TSS out of mine. I will not shoot them continuously. How come? Well, you can't afford to. Right. In my opinion. Uh, and then I shot the double X's in the Winchester. Yeah. And the Longbeard XRs. Of course, I, the double X's shot a little better. Really? Yeah, than the Longbeards for me. Mm -hmm. But I'm shooting a 20 gauge, a youth model 510, with a. So you're not even bringing out the Mossberg? No, I'm leaving the I'm leaving the 935. I'm I'm leaving the Undertaker. Uh, as soon as he as soon as he wounds a turkey or something, he'll oh, bring yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, forget to, that 20 gauge. Yeah, the 20 gauge will will not do if if it, any turkey get away. You know what the 20 gauge? Why are you resorting to a 20 gauge? Are you getting old? I mean, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm going well. Old and tender. Yeah, really. I mean, well, I'm gonna taste. It's like shooting a 50 pound bow. He, he's I mean, like an aged steak, old and tender. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. My 935. I've never actually weighed it, but I'm gonna say the gun weighs eight, nine pounds. Maybe ten. Um, we hunted in Ohio and down in West Virginia, public land. Dude, I can carry that twenty gauge all day long. Even when I'm the camera cameraman and I'm packing the tripods and the camera, I can pack that gun, and I don't even feel it on me. Like if if the I if I had to pack the Undertaker. I, I can tell you that I don't pack my 12-gauge and the camera. If well, I'm if I'm video. Before you continue, did yeah. you name the shotgun the Undertaker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know. The 935? Was, yeah. Yeah, that's been the Undertaker. So. It shouldn't be named a killer, not because it kills turkeys, because it kills you. Well, it kills on both ends. I'm I'm here to tell you. Absolutely. But now it's a it's a it's a turkey killer too. Um, but I went to the. My son, I'd bought him the. Uh, Brody, the Mossberg 510 youth, well, he outgrew it in a season, and he never did go because he didn't shoot guns until last year. Um, but I put a extended stock, an AR stock on it with a pistol grip and a Jeb's choke, and, dude, it is, it shoots great. That's what Shelby, Shelby shoots 1,100 20-gauge. It's the youth models that yeah. I actually had when I was young, and I've told Kirk before, 45 yards open shot i would not hesitate not one second she actually killed one last year i showed you you know i didn't i wasn't able to get it on video but partially but uh i mean Zach, it was, was it a kill on video no okay the there ain't wasn't. no partially to i'm glad that you interrupted and yeah. just clarified because I don't think you can partially get a kill on video. I mean, Matt, you could if like if half I, the bird was in it. That's what I was gonna say. If you if there the deer was like halfway or something, yeah. then you saw the arrow come out all the right. backside. All right, all right. <laughs> I want y'all keep that same energy. So, so when I tell Shelby next time, not don't shoot, and then she throws a fit on me for not killing that turkey or a deer, I'm gonna say just talk to Josh and Kirk. Listen, what you said, you said throws a fit on you. I'll pit her. On, I will I'm pit good. her on YouTube. I'm still good. I'll pit her on YouTube. Well, 
you ain't gonna you ain't gonna put her on us because she already mad at you right now because you got dinner and she didn't. She saw the she saw the, the Instagram story. Damn, y'all put. <laughs> yep, got me. She did. She replied. She's to, already replied. Yeah, I was trying not to laugh well, at her response. Well, uh, the bad thing is, she texted me and she was like, "When you get done up there, can you get me this? And are are you going to eat first? Was the text? And I was like, "Well, Josh, me and Josh eat." I didn't tell her I had a fillet and a baked potato. That, hey, wait! Before he continues, how'd you cut that fillet up? I took my finger. Well, first of all, we're in Josh's office, and all the restaurants are closed down because of the coronavirus. All the restaurants are closed. So then how'd you get your food? We had delivered. They do. They, so they're not closed. Well, they're, they're not closed. You're just not allowed to go in. in and eat. You okay. can't dine in. Um, and I, I think that's for about everything right now. Yeah. Um, so Josh, you know he. He orders the big potato. Okay, apparently not Josh's office. He's not. I mean, he just he said, "Frigate, if my employees get it, they get it." Yeah, well, yeah. Prime, prime that, contract that is still running. Totally, not what I said. <laughs> I mean, you're just opening me up for all kinds of liability. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> no, it's not. No, nah, I'm just messing. He didn't say that. Maybe I don't know if he's eight. No, he didn't say it. Well, but anyways, back to the food. Um, Josh orders a big bait of food, and uh, it comes in, obviously, a styrofoam box because we got takeout. And he whirls out a big plate over here. I don't know if you noticed that. Big white porcelain plate and a steak knife and fork. And I'm over here I, I with eat, a, I eat here at the office a lot. I've got a, I'm prepared. How do you do your dishes? I go over here in the uh, other side. I did side. see they got a full-on sink. They got stuff. a full-on kitchen, and I go over there and scrub them. Continue, well, Zach. I was stuck eating mine in a styrofoam box and with a plastic fork. And you can't cut a steak with a plastic fork. I don't care how good you are of a cook. And so I had to rip it up with my hands. There you go. And obviously the Caveman style. And it was and, – and so to continue with that, I videoed it because I saw him doing it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Coronavirus is going on. We got Zach over here. They're saying – Keep your hands away from your mouth. Yeah. Keep it away from your mouth. Zach's are cutting his steak up with his hands. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, my hands are clean. I washed them, Kirk. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I wash I them. highly doubt that. He's just saying that because he's being recorded right now. No, I wash my hands. Wash my hands. What, 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 what kind of setup do you shoot? I shoot a Benelli Super Black Eagle 2, three and a half inch with a yeah, see, that's Long a killer, beard. too, on both ends. Wait, wait, I got a question. How often do you clean that gun, Zach? Kirk, why do you ask these questions? <laughs> I've never cleaned it, Kirk. I've I never. know, I know it, because I've seen it in his truck. It's still in months. My, it's probably still in my truck. Months. You know what? You've got to take that inside now, because you're going to have someone break into your truck and listen to this podcast, well, putting your stuff out there. It's my truck's locked. Anyways, <laughs> that ain't going to stop somebody. Anyways. I just thought it, that's why I had to ask that because I knew uh, he if, knew the answer. I knew the yeah, answer, but I was question. baiting him into it to see if he'd he fib on. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I wasn't gonna let him. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I'm not a big gun cleaner. I mean, if I see some rust, I'll start. But that also says a lot about the gun. It does. It does not jam. It don't. You're my, it's, it's made for hunting. That's right. It's a hunting gun. I it's going to fail you like. at some point. You don't take care of it. Though. That's the issue I have with uh, with like show guns. You know, those guns, those brand new ones, never been shot before and stuff. What is really the point in them? Because if you're not actually using what they're intended for, it's like a truck. I like a big, pretty truck, you know, no scratches on it, this and that. But it's intended to be used. And if you ain't using it, then really, I mean, it's going to look nice. Like, the gun's going to look nice. But then one day, you know, you can pass it down. You know, I understand that. But it's just sitting there. And, like, wouldn't you get more value out of a gun that's maybe not that pretty, but you get to use the crap out of it? One good thing, one thing about a gun that I can say they don't depreciate right. in value. Um, so they're almost like Now, your invest. shotgun's probably not worth that much. Cause no, it, my shotgun It has, ain't cleaned. It's and, probably depreciated yeah, a little bit, but. A lot. Collector's guns are almost like an investment. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. yeah, that is one way to look at it. Um, I'm like Kirk. I don't have. I know you've got some. You've got some. Um, I've got rid of a bunch, but as far as me, I've got guns I use. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, I've got a couple that I don't use, but it's just because I use this certain gun over. You know, this one just sets in a safe. But for the most part, I'm a yeah. I'm just, use them. I just can't get over just set letting it, letting it set in the safe. Like I would rather 
take that and use the funds from that and buy one that I'm actually wanting to use, a certain caliber or whatever. I just can't stand it just sitting in there and collecting dust. And I can understand that. And I have one. I have a, um, but it was bought for me, so I won't ever do anything. It was, it was, uh, it's a 28 gauge National Wild Turkey Federation, whatever. I don't know what year it was, probably like 2013 or 12 or something. It's a, tw- it's a 28 gauge Franke. Whenever yeah. those came out, and it's a real pretty gun. And I've never, I've taken it out of the box and looked at it. I take it out every now and then or whatever. But I don't want to shoot it. You know, I don't. I it because it was gifted. You know, that's right. And I knew I mean, I've, got, it, I've got some guns that have gifted to me, sentimental value. Yeah, that I won't, I won't use. Uh, I had a bunch of the collector shotguns, the double barrels, over and under, side by sides. Now I've got rid of a, this year. I've got rid of a bunch of them um, because they're useless, just like you talked. I mean, they're cool and everything, but really, they're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't think. Some of them got passed down to me, and I bought some and traded for some. But, like, I don't think Brody's going to be the type of son that he's going to want to look at shotguns. He's looked at them all his life. Yeah. He's not going to want to just put them back on the shelf when I give them to him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Well, my like, my favorite gun is, and that's, a, you know, spinning off that, my favorite gun is that 35 rim mag I carried bear hunting. You know, it's yeah. just a lever action. It's an older gun. It's kind of beat up, you know. But it was one that, you know, my great-grandpa hunted with, and my grandpa, and my dad. Now I hunt with it. You know, I use it to bear hunt. And and to me, that gun means way more, and I take good care of that because of where it came from. That's right. You know? Yep. And that's the, for me, that's the collector gun. And what's cool is we've all, you know, used it to kill animals. Yeah, and you're 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 collecting it for sentimental value. Yep. You know, and that's, that's, the, best, that's the best gun to collect. Yeah. All um, right. So what's your setup this year, Josh? Uh... Which I'm, you've told us a little bit about the I'm shotgun. Going, I'm going to shoot the 20 gauge for right now. Uh, it's got a Vortex Razor red dot scope on it uh, that we we got a couple weeks ago. Put them on, love it. Um, and I shot. I'm going to shoot double X's. The Winchester double X is what I'm going to shoot. Um, I shot the TSS. Liked them. But honestly, they put more holes in. There's no doubt that they should put more holes in the targets. Well, yeah, I mean, the, and they the should, they should have, with the number of, well, it doesn't even matter. I mean, you're paying, you know, $5 more a shell for, for a TSS. They should do better. They should perform better. Do I think that performance, for me, the cost of them versus the performance, I'm going to shoot the double X. I'll kill turkeys just as well as anybody else. Um, I feel like with that setup. Um, so I'm going to shoot the double X's. And if the 20 gauge fails me, uh, I'm probably going back down my 935. It'll take one time. And I'll shoot. That turkey's kind of on the edge of out of range. And he and rolls I'll, it and it gets up. And he said, I'm getting that 935. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go back to a three and a half inch 12 gauge. And He's getting old. I, I'm telling you, you would not believe the difference in weight. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I don't want to hear about weight. You, you, I packed a, you know, you, I packed a super black eagle two, fully loaded turkey vest, and a forty-two pound tripod that Kirk donated to me last year. <laughs> and you know where that tripod is? Yeah. You go. You still have it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Kirk lost. He 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 let you have that one, and then we bought him a new one. Mm-hmm. No, no. And Kirk then, bought. Oh, did you? You didn't that, buy a new one, did you? No. No, the one that I lost. The I one bought. that you gave him, you was I yours. I bought, and then I bought the. Now, uh, yeah, Kirk. I'm positive I did. So then he loses at elk hunting. So we just had to buy a whole new setup for Kirk, on the tripod and head. It was a good deal for Kirk because I upgraded. Yeah. So that could be a moral <laughs> of the story. Just lose something, and maybe you'll upgrade. I'm gonna lose that tripod. I think. <laughs> can I upgrade if I lose? <laughs> I've got a lighter weight one than that one, man. Oh, you can bank on it. I will have a lighter weight one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that that one. You got to figure that. That that's that that's a tough tripod to pack, man. Oh, the yeah. uh, now you said you were shooting a Benelli, mm-hmm. three and a half twelve. Uh, now you're not a red dot guy. I'm not. How come? I mean, I I do want to get into that because I'm I'm a huge red dot fan. I mean, I shot the Burst before. Um, I'm shooting the Vortex now. I had just at the range this past weekend. Uh, I had a Vortex Crossfire that we put on an AR of one, one of mine. 
And the kids absolutely loved it because it's just, you don't have to worry about it lining up iron sights on your AR. They they just acquire the target, and they can just shoot and have fun. They are. I mean, a red dot is a lot but more user-friendly. Why, why do you not like a red dot while you're turkey hunting? Well, the first thing is I had a bad experience with a red dot. I'm assuming, I'm sure, that there, this is not an issue anymore. But this was not a high-dollar red dot either. And I left my battery, left it on. And I'm sure they have the ones you are referring to now probably have automatic shutoffs. Um, I'm not I, sure. I honestly don't know. I would say they do. They probably shut off. But the one that I had didn't shut off. I left it on. And guess what? You caught a turkey in a couple of days later. And, had, and all uh, it was was a circle. I'm looking through a circle. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So I swore them off. But now, I, after I've got used to hunting with a magnified scope not low a, magnification low magnified yeah no, he's uh, got like 15 zoom in there all you can see is his eyeball blinking he's lying six power somewhere in there three power six six power is high no it ain't i like to look at him i mean I, i've worked hard on that rascal i want to look at him you like smelling him too or i what? do if, if i could get a sniffer out there i would but that's what i enjoy is i enjoy that turkey coming through there and me looking through it through that scope and i i say the same thing about bow hunting i know bow hunting a turkey is a challenge it's a different challenge but i personally have zero interest in doing that and the reason being is because i like looking through that scope and i like pulling that trigger and hearing that shotgun go off oh no yeah i'm i'm, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you there i mean that's just that's what i like about turkey i mean I'd, li I'd like to do the um um what do they do when they creep up on them the reaper the reaper i'd like to do the reaping with a bow no I, if i was gonna do a reaper i want a shotgun no i'd like to do it with, with a bow and a, with a pistol at the same time no i don't think i don't think at the same time but i would i i, I traded for a 410 pistol last year uh and i would like to try to reap one with the pistol but it's tough in our area it is and that um, goes back <laughs> what are you are, are you going to shoot you're going to shoot a scope this year again and you're going to shoot. Uh, I believe the, it's a strike eagle. It's a strike, strike eagle. eagle yeah. it, does it illuminate and crosshair? Yep. Yes. Yep. So it'll have a battery that you can red dot. Well, it's it, what it is. It's it's got a glass, uh, an etched glass that's reticle. Right. So that's that right. looks like a normal scope. So when you pull it up, if so happen, you know something happens, you don't have you can't flip it on, and you pull it up. You still have. You're looking at a reticle. That's right. And then low light conditions or what 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 have you 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 got your illumination you flip it on and then there you are so i think that's the best that, of both worlds for me that's like the little hst viper that i've got on the 44 magnum yes for bear hunting yeah it's crosshairs but then i can turn it and there's a red dot yeah pretty sweet yeah i think that's like i said that's the best of both worlds for me it gives you you know a little bit of both and i still get to look through that scope yeah yeah, I mean, I I get it. I'm 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 all about shooting turkeys with a shotgun too. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, I'm pumped for the season. I mean, I'm like stoked. I mean, we I was getting torn torn on Monday evening because we were supposed <laughs> to leave leave Monday at noon. Then I told Kirk I would leave at five o'clock in the morning Tuesday. Well, then Monday evening I called him at ten thirty. I was like, Hey, dude, I'm out. I said, let's wait a couple of days. Yeah, it originally got postponed hours, two, and yeah. then it got postponed two days. And then I finally told Kirk, I think I told him yesterday at the house, I stopped by and gave him a few things and said, dude, I'm I'm out. Yeah. But, I, I mean, we what, we have two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks before we, we'll be hunting in Tennessee. And ho hopefully um, the meat of the coronavirus and what we're up against – We'll be out by that time. Well, that's like what you we know? discussed there the other day. You know, in a couple of weeks, you'll we'll have a better understanding of which way it's going to go. I believe. You know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're either going to be sitting in the house not turkey hunting, or you're going to be able to go out and go turkey hunting. Well, surely you can turkey hunt locally. Oh no, I'm I'll be out back at my my place. It might come sure. to the point we need to turkey hunt locally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you might be hunting for groceries. 
You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's uh, crazy times out there. With, you can't get a loaf of bread. Or a package of toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. Yeah, that, that, yeah. You know what was at the Kroger, but there wasn't any toilet paper when Riley went? The butt wipes. Flushable wipes? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing that's like the water boards and all these places, the public service commissions, they're going, the the wet wipes will end up clogging up the sewer system. Oh, I said it two weeks ago. Guaranteed. It'll it'll, it'll create a nightmare. Well, they don't. time to be in the septic business. They don't, uh, they don't clog it right now because that's what I use. That doesn't surprise me, no. Dude, if you, Josh uses them too. That's what he carries in his turkey vest. What, wet wipes? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm a huge. But the ones that are designed for toilets say plumber approved on it. I'm yeah, a huge fan of that. them, man. Huge Let fan of them. Let me tell you what the worst is since I've been living with Riley, which is my fiance, in case anyone listening doesn't know that. Um, the daggone drain gets clogged with hair. Oh, the yeah. The shower drain. Absolutely. And I cannot freaking stand that. They shed more than a collie. It looks like a hamster laying on there. <laughs> I'm like, Riley, listen, <laughs> I ain't touching that. And I was like, you're getting it off there. Oh, it's nasty. It gets like scum and soap scum and stuff. Where it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like a big filter. Yeah. And it, it's definitely a filter because it catches it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, at least it catches it and it don't go down. You're talking about nasty is when it goes down that drain and then clogs that drain up and you got to get it out. Nope. You'll get you a dose of I that. I call her dad and say, this is your daughter. You come <laughs> fix it. <laughs> Well, guys, we're getting close to the hour mark. We are at 51 minutes. So, uh, sounds, I mean, we're talking about stuff like that. I think it's a good time to yeah. cut it off. I, mean, we've, <laughs> I think we've covered what we're going to do this turkey season, what we're going to hunt with, uh, what we have to look forward to. Yep. And, of course, we'll be giving in-season updates because these are, you know, this is pretty easy to do. But it's just a matter of sitting down and doing them. And we appreciate you all. Uh, if you don't mind um whatever platform you're listening on uh give us a a good rating if you if you like us if you don't like us give us a bad one and uh yeah subscribe to it and thanks for listening